0: Well, welcome to Entrepreneurial Impact. What I'm really excited for today is not only do we have Dave Donaldson, our nor- my normal partner on the uh, podcast, but we also have JJ from Changeover Media, the CEO for that company, to really, we just wanted to debrief on our massive event that was down in Richmond with over 500 people. And we thought it would actually be a great content ad to just debrief on like, how do you run great events? Because at the end of the day... Um, people remember what you did and what they experienced rather more than like the tactical pieces around it. So when someone goes to an event, a conference, they're really looking to be reinvigorated, they're trying to look for energy. And part of the event, yeah, there's a lot of operational check-ins, food, timeline, but if you don't make that event really powerful so when someone leaves, because they're, they're giving you time, right? There's this whole um, responsibility by the person putting on the event to realize that someone's paying money and they're giving you their time and time is nothing you never get back. So I think when you're putting on events, you really have to take that level of um, responsibility to the next so that someone, when they come there, they're like, not only did I get value out of it, but I was inspired and I would come back again because the fastest way to lose business is to put on a terrible event. And then that's all the criticism you're gonna get is be like, yeah, thanks JJ for putting on an event, but that was terrible, never coming back again. So you have such a high pressure to perform when you're doing events to make an impact and when you do that, amazingly, people are like, wow, that changed my life. I'm definitely going to come back. So it goes back to how do you keep providing value to people so they keep coming back to you as the, as the, uh, the vendor of choice. So what do you, I mean, I guess like when you look at events, JJ, and you heard like what we're doing for the the Virginia's region for KW, what did, um, what was your first thought about how to make the event? You know, you've worked with us on a couple different ones, um, What was it in the events that you thought like, hey, if we added these different things, it would actually impact the experience?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think number one thing when you're looking at events, right, is, to go back and look at the events you've gone to in the past and really take a look, not just at like what was your personal experience, but like look at the details, right? Like how did things flow? And so I think this year, some of the small changes that we made really had a big impact. Like I think having Harrison there to DJ and providing music when people were walking up on stage and walking off stage and making sure there was no like dead moments, you know, really helped keep the energy up. And like, I think paying attention to a lot of those details, because like you said, it's people are giving you their 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 money, but also their time to make sure that this is valuable for them and that the event feels like it's something that had a lot of thought put into it, that it ran very smoothly. And obviously, you know, we're all still we're all still learning, we're all still growing. There's always ways that we can improve upon it, and are always still striving to do that. But um, you know, I think the the biggest thing is just making sure that you've got that plan of how are we moving people through that day, both logistically but also emotionally. And and how are we, how do we want them to start the day? How do we want them to end the day? And how do we make sure that they are leaving with the impact that we want them to have? Because mm-hmm. if they don't have that impact, if they didn't leave feeling like, wow, this has been a great, great event for me, and I'm ready to go implement some sort of change into my business, then what was the point? Why did we throw that event in the first place? Right? So I think that was a a really big thing for us was making sure that, yes, the logistics went smoothly because that plays a role, but that we were paying attention the whole day to what do we want them to feel and when and how do we ensure that we maintain that momentum throughout the day.
0: You hit a point that I didn't even think about when I opened up this episode on why events are important. I think if you take nothing else away from this podcast about events is that what is the purpose of your event, right? So if you're thinking education, what is the thing that you want people to come away with? If it's inspiration and motivation, okay, that's great. If it's to build another relationship with you that's deeper, right? So if you're doing a smaller group event where you're doing like a client appreciation, what is it that you want them to take away? And I think that's actually very powerful that we should have started out with, but we got there eventually, we landed the (laughs) plane, is that every event has to have a purpose of what do you want the audience to take away from the event and what type of call to action do you want them to have so that they don't just sit there and have an inspirational thing or they have an experience with you, but they actually do something, right? So if you're doing a client event, make sure that they have a great experience that they love working with you, built a deeper relationship, but the call to action is to send me more referrals, right? If it's a seminar about training what is it that you want them to take away so for instance what we did down in Richmond was all about storytelling and how to put your brand out there so you get more referrals from your sphere of influence so we actually had now that I think about it you Harrison and Dana had a call to action on stage about take a selfie post it do this type of thing so the whole idea behind all of your events is that when you get people in person you get their whole attention and they're not sitting there on their phone or on a Zoom call taking another Zoom call and whatever you actually get their full presence and that's the power of doing in person events because you're getting belly to belly but make sure because you're you're taking somebody's time and money you need to be very purposeful about how that entire experience is with people right John, I think
2: I think you bring up some great points here and when people go there the hope is and I know when I go to an event let me kind of, I'll come a little closer to the mic here just so eh, that you can know. be heard, you know? <laughs> I think it's important that, it's, that... I went to an event and I had a good time. Okay, that that that's good. Sure, great, fantastic. Yep. But the real the real impactful thing about going to an event is my takeaways. And what am I going to incorporate into my business having walked away from that? An and when I look at the structure of how that event was managed, I love that we had three different people, but there was so much overlap in the conversation So when I mean... Three different panels so we had a panelist of three people right we said mm-hmm. jj harrison and dana right talking about social media we had kendra hall right talking about social storytelling but also through social media and we also had mark king who was talking about the importance of relationships yep. and storytelling and building a business and through that with the commonalities that people had It wasn't just, gosh, I just listened to one person for three hours. Now, it may be an amazing person for three hours, but you're going to check out at some point in time with what they're saying. But when you have broken it down over three hours' time, where you had three different 45-minute panelists or presenters, whatever it is, and the focus and the topic is symmetrical, now you're digesting all three things that the different people said Mm-hmm. And whether it was one aha for Mark, one aha for JJ, one aha for Dana, it's just an aha. Who cares who's getting the credit? But now I'm going to, I've really kind of heard it a couple different avenues, and I could take that away and roll that in my business. And that was something that kind of resonated with me when I started looking at it that way.
1: 100%. And I think also that's something that that, that Joe and, and Bowman-Kitty have been really good at is always wrapping up the day by kind of summarizing everything that was there, right? Because sometimes it can be overwhelming when you've just watched three different panels back to back and it's a yeah. ton of information and you give all these ahas. And then you're like, okay, now what? And by having that little 10 minutes at the end, it's just like, all right, hey, what were some people's takeaways? Here's what we're, ours were. Now, go out in the world and take action. None of this matters unless you're actually taking action on it. I think that's incredibly impactful. And and you know, I think regardless of the scale of the event that you're trying to throw, right? Like you can be throwing a client event, it can be small, 25 of 25 your clients, that's fine. Like you don't have to throw these massive events to have an impact. You just need to understand that why, number one, why are they coming out? And then number two, what is the takeaway that you want them to have, right? Because you can throw an event that can be mutually beneficial, right? Like they can learn something, they can have a great time, but they can also pass you referrals. They can also grow your business through it, right? So finding a way to make sure that no matter the scale of the event, the size of your event, that at the end of the day, there is a very clear takeaway that can benefit both you and for the people who attended your event is incredibly important.
2: When you look at the events and putting on the events. And again, we've done this a couple of times, so we've had some epic fails with some of the things that we've had to grow and, and do <laughs> through some of our events, right? So, for those of you that have been there, you realize, yeah, you audio and PC, this is some of our hot buttons. Right? But that also does go back to the, even those smaller on the ground, those grassroots events, mm-hmm. right? The littlest thing can affect that, right? Mm-hmm. So, whether you're doing it for 25 or 400, mm-hmm. audio matters. Yes, sound, <laughs> sound matters. Mm-hmm. Video matters. Presentation matters, Mm -hmm. so don't go off the cuff with it. Do put the time to think through what is this going to look like? How are they going to experience this event? Yeah. Right? Whether it's just, hey, we did a movie night, we did a golf event, we went to a winery. You're making a presentation, you're making a connection at all of those events their first experience, their first takeaway is going to be the experience, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah. And I think that's it's it's important to, if you're going to throw an event and you've never thrown an event before, you really should look at getting someone in the door. Who's Talk to us. Events. We have some really great ideas. <laughs> but some we real little, we <laughs> have some really hard life lessons that we would love to share with you. But I think, I mean, it's natural because you go, all right, well, hey, I'm great at all these other areas of my business. Like, why don't I just throw an event? It sounds simple, right? And, yeah. I, and I think that that sounds great in theory. And so you realize there's all these complexities of things that you never even thought of until it went wrong at the event where it's way too late to fix it. And so Ugh. finding someone to partner with, and I'm not saying go out and spend all kinds of money on someone, like, you, know, you don't need an event planner per se, but just partnering with someone who has some of that experience can help... Yes smooth out some of those edges. And, you know, don't always just rely on, oh, the venue is going to provide this or, you know, oh, I've got this one vendor and they've, they'll take care of everything. Because a lot of times they're just, their job is to show up, provide you with exactly what you're asked for, and then walk away, assuming you know what you're doing. And so Making sure that you have a plan and have either thought through it yourself or brought some sort of partner in who can just help confirm that, hey, this is going to run the way you think it is, is very helpful. You know what Mike Tyson says about a plan, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that too. And
2: and I I think that's what really is truthful about events. It's all well and good until a microphone punches you in the mouth.
0: (laughs) Uh, Or or an HDMI cable on a projector. Um, But I I think if you look at – JJ makes a really great point – scale, like if you're in a small – like events, at the end of the end of the day, you're really looking at what's the purpose of the event and what's the follow-up action that you want the other person um, to take from it, right? So if you're in a one-on-one, really think about this, like yeah. think about your one-on-ones as an, an event, right? Like, like, hey, if I invite you to Starbucks, it's a little bit different than I invite you to my house or if I invite you to the office. So the, the environment that you put somebody in actually has a huge impact on their experience. Mm-hmm. Now, in a one-on-one, I don't have to really worry about all that much outside of making sure I showed up on time and that we had a purpose of the meeting. So as long as I'm clear about the purpose of why I met with Dave or JJ, and I meet on time, and I end on time, and then there's some level of key takeaway that's mutually beneficial to both of us, we had a great meeting. Mm-hmm. If I go to a smaller group, and I say maybe it's five to 10 people, okay, now I gotta figure out space, I gotta figure out purpose, now I need to communicate a little bit more to that group about timing and what to experience. Now do I need to figure out about food? Do I need to figure out about seating? Do I need to deal with parking, right? So now, as you add the venue bigger, right, and more, add more people, yeah. more complexity comes in. But the cool part for those of you that are doing like over 400, and I think this is the part that I'd love to kind of close up with you two on, is that we did an event that was really truly a training seminar about how to speak to your audience in a way that's not, hey, call me to buy or sell real estate. It was to say, hey, I have a particular value proposition that's unique to myself and as my potential client, I can provide value to you that's different than anybody else in the market and my only challenge is to be able to articulate that in a way that makes me stand out from the crowd. That was really the tactic of our seminar. Now, when you're doing 400 plus people, you've got to figure out location needs to be sexy and what I mean by that is you can't do it in some podunk place. People want to walk into a venue that it's not hot, the audio and visual works, (laughs) that they can sit... They can find a bathroom. They've got refreshments outside Mm -hmm. that they can easily check in, right? That they have a bathroom break, which we figured out that three hours back, you know, and one swill. We we, might want to build that in next time. Yeah, Yeah. we might want to give people the ability to use the facilities. Um, (laughs) So just note to self on that one of our wins. And you also want to check uh, HDMI cords for projectors because, you know, when you have a keynote speaker and one of the – you know, 30 foot by 30 foot projectors doesn't work, uh, It's kind of a problem. Um, the the realist nature mm-hmm. of that is you can plan for
2: everything, mm-hmm. but you can't test everything. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. that, and that things are going to happen, but having done these a couple of these, like how you react to it matters too. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't panic, right? So don't panic if something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Have it contingency, be able to respond and react to the moment, right? And don't do it alone, right? Have somebody there that can fill or help
1: you troubleshoot
2: if you need to fix something.
1: 100%. And, and I think it should go without saying, but the bigger the event, the more planning and more people you need to help pull that off. Yeah. Um, because when you have a small event, you can pivot easily. Like, oh, the projector's not working, there's 20 people. Hey, let's walk into the room next door. When there's 400, <laughs> there's nothing you can be able to do with that, right? So just making sure that you give the events the time and preparation that it requires, and also the, the team that's going to be required to pull that off, just making sure you put the thought into that. It should be, it should go without saying, but you, it's surprising how many times I see events where we're like, oh, we're having a wedding of 600 people and there's not a wedding planner. Okay, sure, we'll figure it out as we go along. You know, like it's- Yep. As it
0: takes, a vendor- some a village.
1: Exactly, sometimes we wing it as a vendor, but if it's your event, you wanna make sure things run as smoothly as possible, invest the time and resources into making sure that it goes according to plan. Yeah,
0: I think the, the best part about the events once again, you can have all the bells and whistles, and you could spend a million dollars on an event, or you could spend five grand. At the end of it, it's going to be what people experience. So, if you know, as far as a takeaway goes on this episode, is really understand your purpose for any type of event or any type of meeting, and keep bringing people back to that purpose. Keep bringing them back in creative ways, so they understand at the end of it, they're like, wow. I really figured out how to be better at telling my story or better about you know how to follow up with leads or whatever the thing is whatever the topic is remember to always weave people back to hey this example was how you better tell your story or this example was better about how you follow up with leads or create better events and experiences and that's the big thing about events is that yeah you got a bunch of people there you got great energy you got a great location you got great food you got great audio visual all those type of things but if you don't hammer your point and the purpose of why you pulled people together. They're gonna walk away and say, great, all those different things, but I didn't really get anything out of that, which is why the call to action after the event is so important when you wrap up, because then people can tie, great, I learned so much about Tell My Story, which was the event in Richmond, and they actually had a call to action on what they could implement tomorrow. And that's how you put on great events, is saying what's the purpose and what's the call to action so people can actually make a change in their behaviors.
1: And i think one one thing that that jumped out at me what you said right there is you know you have to kind of beat them over the head with it sometimes right because it's easy as the presenter as a person throwing the event to just assume that you said something and the audience received it but you have to continuously remind them of the points you're trying to make because the bigger the event the less likely they are they're paying attention at any given time right maybe they're on their phone something happened or maybe they just didn't receive what you said that particular yeah, I time. I think that
2: also goes back to why it's so good to have. If you're having more than one presenter around the topic, that there's bleed and overlap, right? To kind of check where they get.
1: 100%. Well,
2: listen, guys, I, I think you're right. I think having the events and how we put them on is a continuous process. And here, the one thing I was going to share going forward is is always measure the event. You know, Make sure you have a process coming out of the event and do questionnaires. Get feedback. Right. And after you've done a couple of them, they're going to be different types. So the feedbacks and the questions are going to vary a little bit, but do make sure that you get those. And as if it's a repetitive year over peer type of event that you try to have, you measure yourself against what it was previously. Because I think you'd be pleasantly surprised at how you grow as an individual and how you run those events.
0: Well, if you want to know how to fail miserably at events but keep moving (laughs) things forward, feel free to reach out to myself, Dave, or JJ. Just to wrap up this podcast, thanks for the time, and look forward to you guys turning into the next episode. Take care, everybody. See you then. See ya.